Hello and welcome to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Baum. I'm here to share techniques and tools to help you engage with your audience and bring art, objects and ideas to life. So let's dive into this week's show. Hello and welcome back to the Art Engager podcast. This is episode two and today I'm talking all about slow looking, what it is, why it matters and how you can get started. Now I wanted to sneak this topic into the first few episodes of the Art Engager podcast because really everything I do in my work is underpinned by slow looking and it's been a huge part of the way I've worked and the way I've led the most engaging discussions over the last 10 years. If you remember from episode one, I talked about when I first discovered Slow Looking, that was 2011, when I was designing the Stories Around the World programme at the Tropin Museum. And at that point, I was using thinking routines from visible thinking to look at objects slowly and carefully. We had participants in that programme as young as six looking intently at objects and art in the museum for 15 to 20 minutes at a time. A real case of the more you look, the more you see. And I've been practising slow looking ever since with all age groups and a variety of objects, artworks, situations and places. Now, in the last few years, I think slow looking has become much more popular with uh, museums like Tate recommending slow looking for their Bonnard exhibition. And recently, the National Gallery in London was offering slow looking art sessions for lockdown. So in this podcast, I'm going to take you right back to basics and I'm going to walk you through an introduction to slow looking and give you some tips and suggestions on how you can get started. So first up, what is slow looking? So there are lots and lots of definitions out there uh, from ones that say it's spending time with something to get to know it. Um, others saying taking the time to carefully observe more than that meets the eye. And also the practice of observing detail over time to push beyond first glances. But for this podcast, I'd like to offer this definition. Slow looking is simply the art of learning through observation. And you can do it anywhere. It doesn't have to be in an art museum. You can practice slow looking anywhere at any time. You just need to take a longer look at the world. So some paintings, for example, do not inspire any sense of connection until you've looked and thought about them for a while. And it's very easy to brush off an artwork with, I just don't get it. But if you ask yourself to linger a little longer and look a little bit harder and start thinking about all the questions you have about that painting, ultimately, you might get more out of the experience. So looking at something slowly and carefully is a really rewarding process. The object or artwork becomes more interesting the more time you spend with it. And it's a case of the more you look, the more you see, the more interesting the object becomes. So how long do you need to look for? Well, 
you can look for as long as you like. There are no hard and fast rules. And for beginning viewers looking on their own, I would probably recommend finding somewhere comfortable with a seat perhaps and taking three to five minutes to observe. And this can feel like a really long time when you start. But just let your eyes do the work and the questions will emerge. And if the flow stops and you can't think about anything or no questions are coming, just close your eyes or look away for a few moments before looking back again. You can also change your position and look from a different perspective. And this will really help you to see things from a different angle and will help the flow to start again. And as you keep looking, you'll discover and notice more features and details. And you can really enjoy this process. You can keep it fun. You don't have to stick to any rigid structures. You can take notes if you want, or you can just label things in your head or underline them in your head in the painting. Now, if you're lucky enough to take part in a guided slow-looking experience, either in person or virtually these days, you can spend anything from 10 to 60 minutes or more looking and observing. You may be guided through different activities or different thinking routines, but all will be linked to the process and purpose of slowing looking down. Now, I've now done sessions where we've been looking at an artwork for about 90 minutes. But when I first started uh, slow looking, I was really hesitant to create discussions for 15 minutes at one artwork. And this just shows you how far I've come on this slow looking journey. And Jennifer Roberts um, is a great person to look up about uh, slow looking because she wrote a fantastic article a few years ago called The Power of Patience. And I'll link to this in the show notes. And in this, she talks about asking her art history students to spend three hours with a work of art. Another person who practices slow looking, um, you may have heard the name Peter Clothier, um, and he's been running one hour, one painting sessions for years, and his sessions combine meditation and contemplation. And you can look up his videos, I'll include a link to that in the show notes too. So I guess in summary, how long you spend is really up to you. So next up is what? What should you be looking at when you're slow looking? Well, the unhelpful answer is anything, anything. Art and uh, museum objects and any creative works are an obvious choice as they are made to engage and hold our attention. But it doesn't have to be art. Um, there's a great book by James Elkins called How to Use Your Eyes. And in this book, um, James tells us how to spend time and look at different ordinary everyday objects from postage stamps to a blade of grass to a twig hieroglyphs and more there's also another great book called on looking uh, by alexandra horowitz and in this book she encourages us to take the same walk over and over again and each time to look at it with fresh eyes and classrooms also encourage slow looking by asking students to take apart and analyse objects. So we can really practice slow looking anywhere, on any object and any location, wherever we are. It certainly doesn't have to be in a museum and it doesn't need to be art. 
And I would recommend that you start by just practicing slow looking every day as part of your life. You could do a local neighbourhood walk where you focus on a particular colour or you could stop in your walk and focus on what you see in front of you at that point. Or you could even look out the view from your window for a few minutes and notice what you see, what's different and what's the same from one day to another. Or take an everyday object from your desk or from your kitchen and look at it for an extended period of time. Ask yourself, what do you see? What do you notice? What are its parts and what are its purposes? So the next question is, can I do it by myself or do I need others to do slow looking? So the answer is both. I would absolutely recommend doing both. Slow looking on your own is a wonderful way to improve your own observational skills and doing slow looking in a group is a great collaborative learning experience. So if you're looking on your own, try perhaps taking an everyday object and studying it for a full minute Then put it away and write as many details as you remember. Then take it out again and study it for three minutes. Then you want to put it away a second time and write down all the new details you saw. What new details did you notice this time? And you can do this every day with a different item for a week and it will really help you improve your focus and your memory as well. Um, You could also take inspiration from Slow Art Day. We've just had Slow Art Day for 2021, but there'll be another one next year. Go to a museum in a small group, socially distanced, uh, where applicable, and give yourself 10 minutes each to look at the same painting. And talk through the things you notice. Ask yourself what you think is going on. Maybe does the artist have a message? Try looking for surprises or mood and motion. Or you could even focus on categories such as colours that you see, shapes or lines. And you can easily do this activity via Zoom. You could have a group looking at a painting in a museum's online collection. And group looking at um, art or objects slowly is um, a really wonderful experience because you start to build on each other's responses and this in turn helps everyone to see more. So we start naturally building off the idea of others and we start thinking together. And someone in the group might say something that will spark a thought in your mind or even make you notice something you haven't seen before. And I think that building explanations together is also a really enjoyable experience. So is slow looking all about just looking and thinking? So when you practice slow, careful looking on your own as an individual, it's worth telling yourself or labelling what you see in your head. Um, As I said earlier, you can also underline things mentally that you see in an image. You can also write down your thoughts, you can note things in a notebook. But in a group, you might discuss what you see with others. But slow looking really doesn't have to be all about looking and talking. I use sketching regularly as another way of observing an object or an artwork. You can also use uh, movement and dance and other activities too. 
For drawing, I'd really recommend back-to-back uh, -back drawing. That's when the observer describes what they are looking at to the person with their back to the subject. And that uh, listener is basically drawing what's being described to them. Or you could do a blind contour drawing. Or you could even use a viewfinder to just focus on a specific part of an object. You could also uh, think about looking through a microscope. You could take objects apart and put them back together or you can recreate what you see in a painting through movement and dance or writing. So the next thing is does slow looking involve meditation or mindfulness? So it can do, it doesn't have to. Slow looking is interpreted in different ways by different people. And many museums now are offering slow-looking sessions that do introduce elements of mindfulness, meditation and groundedness. Peter Clothier, who I mentioned earlier, he's been running one-hour, one-painting sessions for years and his combine elements of meditation and contemplation. And he begins with a, a brief introduction to closed-eye breath meditation he encourages participants to relax and refresh the eyes and to get rid of expectations and judgments. And then he leads participants through some closed and open eye work and he guides the process with brief instructions and directions. And in his sessions, this is very much individual work. There's no discussion or interaction. Um, he allows each participant to experience the work for themselves as fully as possible. And at the end of his session, he does then invite group responses and discussions of the experience. The National Gallery, who I also mentioned earlier, their five-minute meditation series, these were released uh, in March 2020 during uh, the first lockdown for many. And these uh, pre-recorded sessions select uh, meditation techniques that connect with a painting's content or how it was painted so that the art and the meditation enhance one another. There's also lots of uh, online slow-looking sessions. Um, I've participated in quite a few, participated in a few by MoMA recently, where we uh, have explored a single artwork through a series of guided activities. We've focused on description and creative responses. And these sessions started with an intention setting exercise and some grounding exercises before we moved on to other responses to the artwork. I've also worked with uh, Limina Collective who do some wonderful mindful looking experiences but slow looking doesn't have to include a well-being or mindfulness element and if you look at the work of Shari Tishman, who wrote a book called Slow Looking, she defines it as a mode of learning, a means of gaining knowledge through observation. And her approach is that she provides four different strategies to approach your slow looking. So looking in categories, looking as an open inventory, looking at scale and scope, and finally juxtaposition. And all of these strategies encourage you to go beyond first glance and, and really provide support so that you can do the slow looking on your own. And each of her categories encourages you to make your own observations rather than to just say what experts tell you you should see.
So we've looked at what is slow looking, how long you need to look for, what can I look at, uh, can I do it by myself or do I need to do it with others in a group. We've covered whether it's all about looking and thinking and talking or whether it just involves meditation or mindfulness. And finally, the last thing I'd like to talk about are the benefits of slow looking. So developing this practice of slow looking will really help you to notice more and it will help you to be more attentive to your environment. It will help you to see beyond first impressions and also just to look a little deeper. Looking slowly and carefully also improves your visual acumen. It makes you more alert, makes you more aware and attentive to details in all aspects of your personal and work life. And if you practice regularly, your observation skills will noticeably improve. Your ability to describe and use descriptive language will also get better as you notice more details and find more precise ways to describe what you see. So there are also educational benefits to slow looking and it can be used to great effect in classrooms and in educational programs, in heritage and museum environments. And looking closely and carefully really helps to unravel complexity, it helps to build connections and also to see things from multiple perspectives too. From a well-being perspective, there are great benefits to slowing down and looking closely to taking the time to pause, to refresh and restore, but also to reduce stress levels, improve our concentration levels and foster empathy. And with a slow looking experience, your focus of attention is really in that moment rather than on any other thoughts or concerns. And finally, slow looking, I believe, is really inclusive. Everyone can take part no prior knowledge is required. It's about you and the artwork, not what the curator or the wall label or anyone else says about it. And I think that for those who want to practice slow looking with art, no art historical knowledge is required. And this gives you confidence in your own abilities to visit a museum and understand an object or an artwork for yourself. So I really would encourage you to have a go at some slow looking, whether individually, on your own or in a group, um, because slow looking is really rewarding. The longer you look at something, the more interesting it becomes. And it also helps you to engage your groups with the artwork that you're looking at. So whether you want to take it further and take a course, like one of the slow looking courses I have in my membership, or even some of the challenges that I've been running recently on Instagram. But you can also do it yourself. You can take an object or an artwork and practice some slow looking and follow some of the instructions that I've recently shared on Instagram in some of my posts. So develop your practice of slow looking, uh, give it a go and let me know how you get on. I'd love to hear. Thanks for listening and I hope to see you next time on the Art Engager podcast. Thank you for listening to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Bowne. You can find more art engagement resources by visiting my website, 
thinkingmuseum.com. And you can also find me on Instagram at thinkingmuseum, where I regularly share tips and tools on how to bring art to life and engage your audience. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share with others and subscribe to the show on your podcast player of choice. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.